Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived, these are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, a lot of the times, I will come home from wherever I am, and I'll walk into the house, and the fragrance will hit my face. And I'll smell something so beautiful coming from the kitchen. It is my wife. Now, if you do not know, if you have not tried, tasted, and seen how good the Lord is through my wife in the kitchen, you must know my wife is one of the greatest cooks in the world. Now, it didn't start out like that. We won't go there today. Because when we first got married, the, the greatest thing she could make was a reservation. But she has become one of the greatest cooks in the world. And again, I say, my figure doesn't show it. It will. It will catch up with me. But there are days I walk in and the fragrance hits me in the face. And I walk up to the kitchen and I am in anticipation because of the smells that are coming out of my kitchen. And she is a ninja in the kitchen. She's got all the burners going. She's got the oven cooked up. She even has things in the microwave just so she can use it all. Just to show off, I think. She's cooking everything. Everything's coming together for my good. Do you know this is how God is with your word over your life? Is he's prepping something great over you. And it's something that he's working all things together. All things together. Because if I came into the kitchen and I was like, hey, baby, give me some of those ingredients. She's like, all right, here's a stick of butter. All right, let me try this butter. How many know it wouldn't be good? I was like, hey, baby, what is that you got in your hands? Oh, I got some oregano. Let me have a spoonful of oregano. Come on, let me, let me just take that little spoonful and I tried it. It would not be good. And sometimes we look at our life all together and we're like, God, you promised me Italian and I am getting a spoonful of oregano. Like, what the jazz? What is going on, Father? Because I don't understand what you're speaking versus what is real. What's here? What's now? But if I will trust that if Ashley puts it all together perfectly, if she will stir it and prepare it and I will wait for it to be done, then when I try what she prepares, it will be perfection. It will be exactly for me. Did you know that God is preparing things for you? This is a season where God is about to reveal who he is in your life. And maybe he already has. There are a lot of things that we're already stepping into in 2020. I'm like, baby, it's, it's only January. It's only January, and we're already seeing his hand at work. Maybe you haven't yet seen it, and you're just living on the promise. You're like, all right, I'm just believing that this is going to be a year. This is going to be a year where God reveals. He unveils his power. And let me just tell you, this is going to be, um, this was a message that God just put on my heart because God is prepping. Look at your neighbor say, God is prepping. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. Don't give up and try the spoon of oregano and say, God, this is disgusting. This isn't what I signed up for. 
Because God's working all things together. Does that mean all things are good? No. Does that mean all things are going to feel like a benefit at the time? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are some things that you will go through that will feel like heartache. They'll feel like, like you can't break through. They'll feel like mountains that you can't step over or around, and you'll feel totally stuck. But can I tell you that God is prepping things. He's preparing if you'll tune in and lean in. I love this scripture because uh, it's this secret. The, the word, the, the secret word in here is the Greek mysterion, and it has a double stress. It's, it talks about how um, we don't have the right mind to think and know what's going on, but this is a new realm. It's a leveling up to hear what the Spirit is saying. Now, this is a whole new, new realm, and, and Paul's talking about this to the Corinthians because the Corinthians were super mind-based. I mean, there were studies they were like the studiers of the word, and they believed that everything was very much so mind. They're very smart, very intelligent. And Paul came in to kind of shake things up a little bit because Jesus is all about love. And so you have to marry the two, right? You can't be a dummy that's just loving. But, but, but he was saying, hey, it's out of love that God reveals. And not a knowing it all, but real power here is, not, is knowing that you don't know. The real power in us as Christ followers is not to be these know-it-alls that are like, I know everything now. Like, I'm just going to be confident in this and tell everybody why they're wrong, you know? That's not what it is. It's actually knowing that you don't know everything. You don't know how, it's gonna, how it's, everything is going to turn out and when it's going to turn out. All you know is, is who's the one in the kitchen. Everybody say, I know him. See, I know my wife. And I trust her because I know when she puts all things together, it's going to be good. Now, I've tried myself in the kitchen sometimes. And sometimes I'll come out with a nice dish that is edible. But I would have to say there are times that I've tried to do what she does because she's like, oh, I don't have this, so I'm just going to throw a little bit of this in there. And she does really well, and it turns out amazing. I'm like, how'd you know that? And she just knows. She, I don't know, it's a sixth sense. It's like spidey sense, you know? She's just like, ooh, feel that one, pour it, you know? But me, when I get in there, I mess things up. I'm like, I think this will work, and I just, I put spicy stuff in it. I'm just like, as spicy as we can make it, the better. If it's burning my face, praise the Lord. Like, that's how I like it. I just like it super spicy. Anybody else like spice? Yo, Kirby's dad, she, he hooks me up with all the spicy stuff from the Caribbean. It's the hottest stuff I've ever tasted in my life. I love spicy. As long as it's burning, it's good. But sometimes we can step in and say, hold on, God, 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 let, let, me, let, me, let me try myself at it. Because we have eyes and we have ears and we got a mind. So we know, God, I, I can figure this thing out because I see, I hear, I know some things, and we try to get involved. You know what happens with that? We are trying to figure out a supernatural level on a natural level playing field. And so we're trying to figure out all the things of God and where we're headed and where we're going and we're researching and we're looking at the, the budget and we're looking at where we're going with our family and the past relationships that we've had and we're putting it all together. And according to that and according to this, this should be the answer. But it doesn't work like that. And Paul said it's not about what you know. In fact, it's beyond that because your eyes, your ears, and your mind can't get here. They can't get here. It's a whole nother level. It's the level of being in tune with what God is revealing through his spirit. 
and it comes to those who love him. To those who love him. To those who love him. In fact, uh, even in Romans, that scripture says God causes all things to work together for those who are called according to his purpose. Right? To those who are obsessed with who he is as a father and as someone who is uh, all about us. I used to have, the, the problem is, uh, sometimes when we come to God, uh, we don't trust that what is in his hands is greater than what is in our hands. I don't know if you've ever felt this in life, but you might be in a season where you feel a little bit like uh, scarce in the resource department. And so you might be going through a season where it's a little harder. You don't have as much joy as you had. You don't have as much time as you had because maybe you're in a new schedule. You're in a new season. And you find yourself like trying to figure out how to cram everything in one week. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you're looking at the budget and it's not panning out. And you're like, I don't even know how we're going to pay our bills, let alone be generous. Like, how are we going to just make it? How am I going to put food on the table? Have you ever been there? Where you're like, this doesn't match up. And, and the, the, what we have in our hands seems like it can't be given because, you, you know, you don't always see what's in his hands. Uh, back in the day, I had this treasure box. And it was one, have you ever seen one of these boxes that is like a, it's like an aluminum, but it feels like a metal box. It's like one of those kids things that you can lock with the locket, you know. Well, I got one of these as a kid. And so I use it as my special treasure box. And so I'd put all things in. Yeah, don't laugh. You know, it's kind of goofy a little bit. But I had this box, and I'd put everything valuable in it. So we just found it the other day when we were cleaning out all of our stuff and all of our memory sake stuff. And do you guys keep tubs around with your memory sake stuff? Is that a thing? Or is that just us? Yeah, we keep these boxes, and I'll open them up and be like, what? Why do I still have this? Like, it's so random. But we have this random stuff. And so this treasure box is in there. So I was like, oh, my word. This has all my valuables in it. As a kid, this was all my values. I mean, like, I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have a safe place to go hide things. I didn't have a safe. This was it, my treasure box. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what's in here. So I opened up the box. Well, actually, I had to get the key. And the key was in a Surge bottle. Y'all remember the Surge drink? It actually came back, but it was in the 90s. It was like the Red Bull of that time, okay? For all of you youngsters who don't know what you're talking about, it was the Red Bull of the time, okay? We are like, searching it up, you know? If we had Instagram, we would have done stories on it. But we had MySpace, okay? So anyways, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But I found my key in my surge bottle, okay? I opened it up because that's where I always kept it. I kept it in a different location so no one could get in my treasure box but me, okay? They'd be like, hey, we got a random surge bottle. I don't, don't even talk about it. Doesn't matter because you're not getting in my valuable box, my treasure box. So I opened this box up, and inside is, number one, a 24-karat gold Michael Jordan card. Have you seen it? It's dope. Look it up. You got to Google it. It's on eBay right now. Guess how much it's worth? $20. But I thought it was so hot. I thought it was like super valuable. And right underneath that was a Carmen tape. There was a Christian artist named Carmen. And he was the man. He had this, he had this album called Riot. 
And he was dope, and he talked about this fight and this battle with the devil and God, and he was the commentator saying God is in this. It was epic. It was cool. Like, as a kid, I was like, Carmen is the bomb.com. He was like my MJ. So I was like, he's the man. So one day, we walk into this restaurant. There's Carmen sitting right there. And I'm like, Mom, it's Carmen. Ah! I'm sorry. I had a freak out sesh. I was a little high school girl, you know, with the Backstreet Boys. I'm like, ah, it's coming. So I'm like fixing my hair, you know. I'm like, let's get this thing signed. So I go out to, because we traveled full time back in the day, so we were on the road all the time. So all of our possessions were in the parking lot, okay, which is beautiful. So I went out to our trailer. I grabbed my Riot album. I'm like, well, it was a cassette play, cassette tape. So I take this cassette tape. I'm like, Carmen, would you sign this? So he signed it. You know where that Carmen tape went? In my treasure box. So valuable. So that was in there. I had some coins from overseas that I thought were super cool. Um, I put those in there and then some other things in there. But isn't it funny what we mark as valuable? It's funny. And, and talking up here, I'm just like, that's so silly looking through those things. I'm like, but, but at the time of, those things were beyond valuable to me. Like, if I would have lost those, I would have probably cried. I would have probably been in an upset for a long time. And some of us, we have those things in our life that we consider valuable. In fact, so valuable that we have them hidden, right? Especially in the time of scarcity, like where there's not enough. And so you, you have these times where you're like, I don't have enough time, maybe a new season. I don't have enough money, maybe another time. I don't have enough energy to give my talent and all this. I, this is not the right time for me. The fasting, oh my word, no way. I need blah, blah, blah. And so we, all, we see these things as giving and not gaining anything because we don't have enough. It's like I can't fit this treasure box. It has everything that I hold dear. And so I want to look at um, Philippians chapter 3 because I want to talk today about that revealing of what God wants to reveal in your life, but it comes in the unveiling of who you are to him. And it's a trust. It's a trust that we all have to come into to trust the Father that he is capable, not only capable of giving us what we need for the time of, but able to give us above and beyond that we become a blessing to those around us. How many want to be a blessing beyond just surviving? How many want to thrive? That's, that's my season. I'm like, oh, yeah, God. Unveil the wonder. We're not surviving this year. That might have been last year. It might have been the year before. But this year is a year of unveiled wonder, the abundance. It's the overflow. And so uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Y'all good? Verse 8 says, To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past. Even the 24-karat Michael Jordan card? And throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. I love the passage translation. It's all like a pile of manure to me now. So that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all his greatness. Now, we got to skip down to 12. You can read 9 through 11 on your own time. But today, I just want to focus in on chapter 3, verse 12. It says, I admit, and this is Paul writing to the Philippians. He said, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Everybody say, discover. 
Because God wants you to find out what it is he's called you to. He wants you to find out what the reveal is. And that's what Paul was saying to Corinthians. He said, God is preparing all these things, but not to keep them as a secret, to be like, ha ha, you don't know. You wish you knew, but you don't. And I got all this good stuff for you. I'm going to show you, and I want to show you how it all works together. God is a God who says, I want to reveal to you the goodness that I have prepared for you. And so, pursuing Jesus in that passion reached the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to, to fulfill and wants, to, wants me to discover. You got to know that God wants you to discover. He doesn't want you to, to be lost the entire, he wants you to discover. Verse 14 says, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal. Now I want to stop there real quick because a lot of us, we settle for the worldly goal. And in everybody else's eyes, we're looking okay. We look good, success-wise, because in the world's standards, we're all right. We're making it. We're not struggling. But Paul's saying, there's a whole new level that I want to get to. It's not a level that the world sees as success. It's a heavenly goal for your life. Did you know that God has a heavenly goal for you? A heavenly goal that blows your mind. Something that's like, what the jazz? How'd you get there? And it doesn't make sense. All that makes sense is that God is for you, so who can be against you? All that makes sense is when Christ is in you, you can do all things. That's all that makes sense. Is Christ in me, gives me the strength and power to live, to be an overcomer of all things. And that's all we know, is we live by the Spirit. And so he says, I drive. I'm going after this thing. I go after the relationship with Jesus, knowing that he wants me to discover what's going to bring me to my heavenly goal. And that's what we're believing for. As we step into this season, giving it all in and saying, God, we want what you have. He says, I have a whole new level for you. I got a whole new level for you. And then verse 15, so he says, so let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. Paul is saying this basically, maturity is not a plateau. It's a process. Maturity is not something you get to. Maturity is a process. You never fully arrive. It's always growing. It's always saying, God, I'm going to give you more. God, I'm going to step out more. God, I'm going to believe more because I know there's always a heavenly goal for my life. And it's beyond what I can see. It's beyond, it's beyond what I can know, what I can hear, what I can, what I can feel. God, it's beyond that. It's the spirit realm. It's where you're taking me. Uh, does anybody in the room have a dollar bill? I need a dollar. Do we have a dollar? Come up here real quick, Gene. Got a dollar? Thank you so much. So willing. That's all I'm going to get? <laughs> I love you. So I got this dollar here, Gene. Because you gave me that dollar, I have some money for you. So come here. So here's the deal. Whenever God calls something out of us, he always has something to replace it. Come here. So I want to give you a $5 bill just for giving me that dollar. Yeah, no problem. So I feel, feel pretty good. Now, uh, <laughs> you just made money. So, Gene, do you trust me? 
How much do you trust me? <laughs> I love you so much. Okay, I need you to take this five, the five that I just gave you, and would you find somebody and give it to them? Just whoever in the place you feel led to, go ahead and give them that five. Man, you are so on it, Gene. Not even second guessing. Okay, Gene, because you did that, I want to bless you with 20 now. Okay? See, here's the deal. We have to understand this, that what is in our hands does not compare to what's in God's hands. And sometimes he calls something out of us that doesn't make sense in the time. It's like, you want a what? You want a dollar? Okay, here's a dollar. And then we have a blessing in our life, and, and it comes to us, and we're like, okay, this is good. And then he calls us, hey, I want you to give that away. It's like, wait, what? Well, hold on, hold on. You just blessed me with it. You just blessed me with this in my hand. And then he says, no, 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 trust me, because when you trust God with what's in your hand, he can trust you with what's in his. But you'll never be able to get to that heavenly goal without reaching out and giving God what is already his. So thanks for the dollar. I appreciate you, buddy. Can you give it up for Gene? Just jumping in, brother. Just jumping in. That's yours. That's yours. Yeah, that's yours, brother. It doesn't make sense, does it? It never makes sense because God never calls out of us what he doesn't already put in us, and he always gives more than what we give him. You can't outgive God. And you're sitting there, you're like, I only gave you, and you what? Uh, man, I, this, this season has been wild for us because our business has just gone nuts, favor-filled. And I can't explain it. We can't explain it any other way than God is in it. And you know what? What he first called out of us was just to be faithful, was just to be generous, was to give our time and energy. When we were looking at saying, God, are you sure? Because we need to make this thing work. We need to survive. And there was a time, I'm not going to lie, there was a time when we looked at each other and said, I don't know how this is going to happen. Can I tell you that God, what's in God's hand is always greater than what's in your hand. But if you look at it like, oh, fasting, that's giving up something. And you don't look at it like fasting, that's gaining something. Because when you look at it differently, you realize, okay, I'm going to give up, but it's because I want him to pour out. Serving. Oh, it's giving up my time. Oh, it's, it's putting out energy. Instead of, hey, when I serve, I fully come alive to who I am. It's the best life. When I, when I jump on a team... And I serve with the changed kids, and I'm pouring into a kid, I'm pouring into the life, and then I hear about a mom who, could, who gave her heart to God because of what I did in that child's life. That's fulfillment. That's fulfilling your purpose. That's getting involved with what he's doing. And when you sow seed, you know, you're like being generous in the hard times when this feels like so much. Because it sounds funny, I know this is a dollar. But a lot of times, this is how we treat it in God's eyes. We got a dollar, we're holding on to it real tight. We're like, God, no, 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 not this. Like, you, you see, you see what I got going on. I got so much. I, I can't make it. But today, this is encouragement with Paul, and I'm going to piggyback off of it, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, mind can know things God is preparing for those who love him and it might feel hard but 
this next step, the unknown, is right on the other side of that decision. It's the decision to step in. And you know God's so at home in the unknown? It's where he's the most powerful. It's where he thrives. And when you step into the unknown, you step into his world. See, when you're living on your own, you're trying to make it work, and you're like, okay, we've got to figure this out. How we're going to do this, how we're going to set up our time, how we're going to set up our money, how we're going to uh, handle our t- talent, because we've got to build this business, we've got to do this thing, we've got to make, make our relationships work, we've got to budget right. When you try to figure it out on your own, you're in your own strength. But as soon as you say, you know what, God? Here's my time. Here's my, here's my, my finances. Here's my talent. Here's what I do. All of a sudden, you step into his world. And what's reality in his world now becomes reality in yours. Because when you trust him with what's in your hand, he can trust you then with what's in his. And his is always better. His is always better. So stepping into this 21-day fast, I really felt like there are those in this room that, and those in this church all together, and if you're watching online, I really feel like God is calling you to a new level. But it's going to take your decision. It's going to be you saying, you know what, God, I'm ready. And I can, and maybe, you know, just, maybe you can smell what he's prepping. And maybe you only have tasted a couple of the ingredients. You're like, I don't know how this is all going to work together. But maybe today you made that decision that, God, I trust you. This wasn't, this situation wasn't the greatest. Last season was super hard. Put an exclamation mark on that relationship. That was a finalization. But God, I'm stepping in, trusting you. You're going to take that ingredient, that ingredient, that ingredient, and put it all together to work together for my good. But it's in the unveil. It's in being vulnerable with him. So God, here I am. Here's all my faults. Here's all the places I fall short. Here's all the things that I struggle with. Here's the doubts I have. It's okay to bring him your doubts. Say, God, I'm hearing that you're a big God and a great God, but according to what I see, according to what I hear, according to what I know, it doesn't add up. That's okay to be real with the Father. He's a big boy. He can handle it. But when you do that, you put yourself in a vulnerable state. Say, God, I need you. Above all things that I can try and work at, I need you. I set you as king of my life. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.